Shotties. This is There Will Be Podcast. My name is Pilar. My name is Ryan. Alright, but this week we'd be talking about the chill 2018 directorial debut from my boy Jonah Hill, mid-ass 90s, bitch. <laughs> word, word, yo. <laughs> mid-90s is about this young blood who starts hanging with these dope older skaters in the mid-1990s. He got a scrub older brother who keeps jacking him up for being cooler than him. His mom's always bugging on him, even though she ain't ever at the crib. Then the dude who let then <laughs> then the dude who let him in with these homies, he starts tripping, but he's just hella OG and he's straight up with everyone. And at the end of the day, everyone is real tight, like for real. <laughs> for real. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. <laughs> So we're talking about mid-90s this week. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> and going down through the characters, we have our main boy that we are centered around the yes. whole time. Yes. Uh, it, his name is Stevie, a.k.a. Sunburn. <laughs> Played by uh, Sonny Soljek. Is that yes, right? I believe so. Um, he is a, like a preteen boy who's having like some struggles at home. Um, and in order to get away, he finds community sort of in this small skate shop, uh, where the cool kids are hanging out. So, yeah. yeah who we, he thinks are the cool kids. Yeah, who least. he thinks are the cool kids. <laughs> and we follow his story. Yeah. Um, part of these cool kids, uh, we have the leader of the group named Ray. He's played by, uh, Nakel Smith. He is, uh, a pro skater dude. He's pretty chill. Uh, as the leader, he's, um... He's the one who is uh, trying to build himself from the ground up. So uh, he's trying really hard not to uh, tarnish his reputation within the skate community and kind of just work on his uh, craft, not craftsmanship. Uh, his, uh, his craft? Just work, working he, on his he, moves. He takes skating seriously. Yeah. As like, he thinks it's his vehicle to get out of of. You know, you know, his part of his, lives, yeah, lives, you know, his part of the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, where opposite of him is his friend Fuck Shit. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's name uh, is Fuck Shit. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> name is Fuck Shit. And while uh, Ray and uh, Fuck Shit kind of like grew up together, uh, hoping with the same dreams, while Ray is kind of working towards a specific goal of being a pro skater, Fuck Shit is kind of just. You know, taking life um by the river. You know, he's just on the river. <laughs> he's just flowing on by, dude. He's just trying to get high. You know, get some booty. He's on um, high on time. Yeah. <laughs> he just like likes to be skating. Yeah. Um. He, I think he literally says like, "I'm just trying to not take this seriously." Yeah. Like, life, <laughs> just life in general. Um. And then from there, we got fourth grade. He is not a fourth grader. He's actually the same age as everyone else, but he's just so dumb that uh, he was stuck in the fourth grade mentally. (laughs) (laughs) Not Um, even mentally. Socially, he's in the fourth grade. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He is pretty cool, though, because he, um, you know, despite being, like, really poor and stuff like that, I'm assuming he either saved up really, like, hard to either get a camera or it was passed down to him um and he goes around kind of filming his friends and his skateboard moves and just uh has a goal of actually 
creating films within yeah. the skating community. Yeah. He kind of quietly is taking filmmaking very seriously. Yeah. But I think after being repeatedly, you know, like he jumped gets, on. He's like harassed for being quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he just decided that it's better to not talk about his dreams. Yeah. Um, but then from there we have Ruben, who is kind of the, he's the young, he was the youngest and the newest kid to the group uh, before Stevie. And he was kind of still making his way within the ranks of this friend group um, yeah. before Stevie came and interrupted everything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's kind of like, <laughs> dude, Ruben is just kind of like, not really a fuck boy, but he's just like, he just thinks he's the coolest person on earth. Well, he's he's like a tryhard. He like, is a tryhard. That's what it is. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like, fourth grade is, like, dim-witted. Like, Ruben is just stupid. Like, he doesn't know any better. He, <laughs> yeah. Like, the most ignorant thing he could say, he thinks he's being cool. Yeah, he's like, dude, you should look up to me. I smoke. I skate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those are the main uh, four in the group before Stevie uh, came in. Lastly, we have Ian, who is played by Lucas Hedges, who is Stevie's older brother. He's like a gym rat who likes to get buff, listen to rap. Um, but he's kind of a loser. Uh, he has no friends, and he just beats up on Stevie for any reason. Yeah. Just breathes, and he's like, bah, bah, bah. Yeah. You may remember Lucas Hedges from Lady Bird. Yes. Uh, who was my favorite and in this movie he's just like i don't know there's something soft about him in this movie too like by the end (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right all right all right right. but ryan you want to get into ian well yeah let's talk about the relationships a little bit uh so uh stevie and ian are brothers they have a pretty large age difference Mm -hmm. so we see ian's 18th birthday uh, that's when he, yes. Stevie gives him that CD. Uh, we don't know how old Stevie is, really. Yeah, I'm. We're. I'm assuming he's like maybe twelve to thirteen years I old. I think twelve or thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he's like uh, very physically abusive to Stevie. Yeah. Um, we have this one scene where they're like playing. Um, they're playing PlayStation, and they're playing Twisted Metal. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um. Uh, that was like one of the first PlayStation games, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Dang. Um, anyway, Ian is telling Stevie, like, oh, yeah, mom used to smoke when I was a kid. She mm-hmm. used to, like, have guys over all the time. And uh, I thought I, I thought that that was, like, insight into Ian's, like, psyche when it comes to... His mom. Not even his mom, but how he looks at Stevie. Okay. Like... Oh, okay. Like, watching the whole movie, you know, it's pretty obvious he's, like, jealous of Stevie for some reason. Yeah. But I think it's because he's, like, envious of how easy Stevie has it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they are raised by a single mother Mm -hmm. who's never there. Uh, She seems like a pretty... uh, She's a pretty shitty mom, I think. Yeah, she's kind of, like, spacey, like... She's not completely all there. Yeah, like... Okay, so they have a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But they're not, like, well off at all. No. But, like, Ian has, like... Like, based on the clothes that he wears, 
and like the things that he owns, like CDs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he has a job, you know. Right. Uh, so it appears as though their mom, who is an absentee single mother, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of buys them things. To, to like a, entertain themselves. Yeah, to appease yeah. them, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I get the impression that Ian didn't have it as easy as Stevie does. Right. Growing up. He probably, you know, he probably went without for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably one of the reasons he's so possessive of his things. Um, and, yeah, so he just, he hates Stevie because Stevie's like so much... Such in in such a better spot than he was at his age at the same age. Yeah, and it's almost like at some point Stevie doesn't really appreciate that sometimes, and so I feel like that makes Ian even more mad. Yeah, and it's also like reverse with his mother uh, because now she's like the nice mom. So when she does nice things for Ian, he like doesn't believe that it's. For him, it's more for, like, Stevie to see be- that she's being the nice mom. Yeah. It's almost like, oh, you you, ha- you have done nice things for Stevie, so you just have to do nice things for Right. Her. And you can see that, oh, I think, the most when, uh, you know, Stevie comes to Ian and is like, hey, I need money. And then Ian's like, all right, well, go steal from mom. Yeah. And then they both steal from their mom, but he's like... Uh, the mom is like yelling at Ian and he's like go ask Stevie yourself and she's like Stevie dear did you steal money from me yeah. like and it's like how are you gonna do that like I understand like Stevie's the baby or whatever but I feel like that definitely like divides them as siblings you know yeah I mean the fact that she couldn't trust Ian enough to just take his word for it right like she obviously saw that the money was missing, confronted him, because why would she ever confront Stevie? Because like, he's like a perfect kid or something. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he was like, yeah, me and Stevie stole this shit. And, like, she just didn't believe him. Right. Anyway, we're, that's all, that's all subtext. <laughs> this is all subtext wise. But that gets me into, like, uh, Stevie is supposed to have this older brother. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really have like a father figure or anything. Right. Uh, and then he sees like these cool kids. And uh, yeah. I don't think he's like consciously. I don't think he's consciously really doing anything, honestly. Mm-mm. But uh, Ray kind of becomes like this this older male figure for him. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like he's like yeah. a, this brother figure that he never had. Well, he strives really hard in the beginning to, like, be like his brother. Because he goes into his room. He, yeah. like, tries to listen to the same music. And then does his little, like, <laughs> he, like, lifts, like, two weights. Yeah. Uh, so he, like, desperately is trying to find some grasp of manhood to, like, leech off of to, like, grow into. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so he... Like, he tried desperately to do that with Ian, and then Ian is just, like, not having it. Like, he's like, fuck you, like, I didn't have a dad, so I'm not going to be your fucking dad, or, you know, you're a role model, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Yeah. Uh, and so, when he sees the kids, like, hanging out, he's like, alright, like, I don't want to go home, because all I'm going to do is get 
the shit beat out of me or whatever or coddled by you you know like his mom it's like i don't want that (laughs) (laughs) um so he starts hanging out with these kids yeah uh and these kids like to stevie they're super cool right? yeah they're like the fucking cool like coolest kids yeah i I love like when he gets kind of accepted into the group and he's like finally like skating with them like just how happy he looks (laughs) he's just like he's like the cutest he's like man i'm just out here doing it um but anyway i don't think these kids are that cool i mean ray is fucking cool though ray is cool but like I mean, fourth grade. Yeah, fourth grade on his own is not a cool kid. Not cool. Ruben, fuck not shit cool. probably is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, fuck shit's pretty cool. Yeah. He's got that hair. His name is fuck shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just know his teachers call him fuck shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah. But Ruben is not cool. No, Ruben's not cool. Yeah. Uh, Ruben's kind of like the tragic character of the whole story. Yeah. Because he's like the reject out of this not very cool group mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> who just has almost no redeeming qualities you know right i mean so while ray and fuck shit are cool i feel like they're also like in the sense of a school body they are the outcast because yeah they are like essentially like skaters and on top of that they're like uh they're like black skaters yeah so it's like from the outside world skateboarding is i feel like is seen as a white boy sport uh so like for a black kid to be doing a white boy sport um it just like one isolates them from from their like kind of homogenous group Mm -hmm. of like other black people because i feel like in the sense of like being a poc and being into like a very niche thing like i feel like that outs that casts you out from your like the cultural surroundings from that group okay does that make sense like i feel like there's a lot of black kids who are into anime but they're still always seen as like the weird kid because they like anime does that make sense yeah, yeah like they're not i feel like a lot of the times they're not accepted into like black culture because they're like oh you like white people shit yeah which is, like yeah. anime you know yeah exactly uh, <laughs> like I mean, uh, well, I think they're, I mean, Ray is black, obviously. Right. I think, fuck shit. I think he's, like, mixed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're having this conversation about race. Uh, Ray asked fourth grade, uh, why do white people, what did he say? Why oh, do why do white people, people uh, like love their, their pets so much? <laughs> why do white people like their pets so much? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Um. You can't fit. <laughs> What's his name? Eric. I think the dog's name was like Eric or something like that. What? The dog. He was talking about how he went to this girl's house. <laughs> and he was just like, "Why is your mom feeding your little brother kibble?" I'm like, "Eric's not a dog, silly." <laughs> um. But yeah. Uh. But yeah. They did have that conversation about race, and um, you know, that's how. Uh. Stevie gets his nickname Sunburn mm-hmm. um, because, <laughs> dude, uh, Ray asked him, like. <laughs> Fourth grade asked Ray if black people can yeah. get sunburned. And then they started laughing at him uh-huh. because he's so dumb. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, 
Which I feel like it can be a legitimate question. As a POC, I didn't know I could get sunburned until like maybe two years ago. Yeah. As someone who has been sunburned every time they stepped into the sun for the last, I don't know, 50 years, uh, I didn't... I thought that, like, only really pale people could be sunburned. Okay. Because, like, even in my own family, like, my mom would never Mm. get sunburned. So I thought that was just, like, oh, if you have, like, super pale skin, you're going to get sunburned. you were cursed. I was. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so uh, they all laughed at him, and then Ray asked, hey, to see me... (laughs) Do you know if black people can get sunburned? And then Stevie, like, I don't know if he was, like, trying to be smart or funny or something, or he just legit just did not know what black people were. I think that's what it is. I think he... So, like, Ian is very into black culture. Right. He has all these basketball clothes and, and, and like, listens to rap, like, exclusively, pretty much. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think Stevie has a relationship with, like, black people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I do feel like it was legit, like a legitimate question. Yeah. But like at the same time, you can't not know, like, <laughs> what black people are. I don't know. Like you have to know about black people. Okay, so this is an issue that I feel like I relate very strongly to this movie because mm-hmm. I was around Stevie's age in the mid nineteen nineties. I think I was a little younger than Stevie. Yeah. I would have been like eight or nine when this movie happens or takes place right um for me i didn't i didn't know people as like black or white okay for a long time right like when i'm eight or nine years old around this time i thought i understood that there are like people that look different than me Mm -hmm. but like their skin isn't black so i didn't think there were black people I thought they were, like, brown or tan people or whatever, you know? So, to me, like, I can see how that's a genuine question. Like, Like, what are black people? (laughs) What is that? You know? Yeah. I guess, like, at a younger age. And then a a lot of, I would say, a lot of white folks don't really have the tendency to, like, talk about race. Because I feel like it's such a, one, like, it's such a touchy subject that I feel like, white parents might have like a hard time explaining and are scared like if they say something wrong it might just give the wrong impression to their kid yeah uh, i mean you can see that reflected in this this group of guys like they're all talking about race and like the aspects of other races that they don't understand yeah you know uh which is kind of like i mean they were joking you know with yeah. fourth grade with being like oh don't say something wrong or yeah. whatever <laughs> like it was not like they were like trying to like get him or anything i mean they were gonna make fun of him no matter what he said right uh, <laughs> um, as soon as he opens his mouth he's gonna get me yeah, right <laughs> so overall i think that skateboarding is just a great way to showcase diversity um because it's so simple and open for anyone to pick up like yeah. literally like learning to skateboard like it's not hard like you just pick up a board and you step on it and then move I mean, you know, doing the tricks might be hard, but, like, just skateboarding itself is so easy. Yeah. And I think anybody can get into it. I've tried. <laughs> I've tried. Uh, to, for this movie to use skateboarding as kind of, like, while it may be personal to Jonah Hill, like, mm-hmm. his story, I think it's a, an excellent way to kind of showcase, like, growth within, like, 
finding yourself and finding your community mm-hmm. and then just like learning what your limits are like as a person in uh, like physically and mentally mm-hmm. okay uh, okay. um so after he starts hanging out with like uh his new friend group uh stevie uh kind of flips the script and uh instead of being like a timid little boy who's like trying to is struggling to find like some connection to boyhood or manhood uh he is like a lot more confident in himself and what he wants to do and so he takes charge of uh both his brother and his mom like at some point oh, yeah. yeah he <laughs> i think he like comes home or something like drunk and um his brother's like waiting for him he's like what why are you ruining your life like what are you doing and he's like leave me alone and then he like he doesn't beat him up. I think does he like spit orange juice in his in his eyes? Uh, because he grabs the orange juice bottle. So that's where I'm like, I don't, I don't know what happened. There. I don't think Stevie physically did anything to him. I think he just upset him. Oh no! I think it has something to do with his eyes. No, I think he was crying. You think he was just crying? Yeah, because he's a little punk ass bitch. No, but he's like grasping his eyes. I think he spat orange juice in his face, like in his eyes, and because of the assist, uh, acidity, he's <laughs> <laughs> like, his eyes are like burning or something. Okay, I didn't even see that. Really? Yeah, because he grabbed I the know jug. I know he grabbed the drug, but I thought he was just gonna hit him with it or something. Mm, I don't know, or maybe he just stabs him in the eyes. Like I feel like something happened to his eyes. But Stevie, Stevie like like called him all these names and told him he's a bitch and all this shit. <laughs> You think that made him cry? Yeah. All right. And then he punches him. You tell us. What do you think it is? And then he punches him. <laughs> and he knows, fuck, this kid's right. <laughs> I am a loser. I am a punk ass bitch. All right. Um, he told me he doesn't have any friends. Damn, that would make me cry. I was going to say this for later, but it just bothered me how every scene with Ian, he had orange juice. Every fucking scene. That was just the same dude. Man, come on. If he was in a if he had friends, they would call him orange juice. That's <laughs> why like he doesn't have any friends because he's scared <laughs> that they're gonna call him orange juice. This guy likes orange juice like Kel likes orange soda, man. Okay, so I wanted to get into like the nostalgia a little bit. Okay. Um so we're kinda like flooded with uh all of this. 90s uh like memorabilia almost yeah. at this point yeah so we we get some ninja turtles stuff which right. is why i'm ninja turtles ninja turtles right <laughs> here um uh even the like the skateboard that stevie buys from ian his first skateboard yeah uh, it says cowabunga on it <laughs> Um, and, and I had a skateboard. Got a fucking dino board. <laughs> what did you say? Yeah, I think so. I had a skateboard just like that. It was a Aww. it was a Nash skateboard. Okay. It didn't have like a cool like turtle or dinosaur or whatever that was yeah. on the bottom. Uh, but I'll put a picture of it. Okay. <laughs> so in the opening sequence, uh, when we're when we meet Stevie. Um, he's like wearing a Street Fighter shirt. You're like looking, oh, yeah. you're like panning around his room. He has like the Ninja Turtle sheets, you said. Um, there's like the Source magazine that he 
uh, I think that was in Ian's room, mm -hmm. uh, which is like a rap magazine that came up uh, around like late 80s and then yeah. continued. Um, and then like there's the posters where he's like putting up his new skateboard stuff and that the posters that he is pulling out of is like Big Brother, which is a skateboard magazine mm -hmm. around that time. Um, there's like, for me, the only skateboard company that I'm completely familiar with, which is like the ones that my friends were really into was Girl. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I easily recognize that one, but there's yeah. like Chocolate, who is like kind of a branch off of a girl. Mm -hmm. Um, there was other ones. Oh, Girl was also founded by Spike Lee or Spike Jones. Not Spike Lee. Oh, Girl yeah. by Spike Jones. Okay. Mm -hmm. cool. Um, yeah. Cool. That's your boy. Um, and then uh, Motor, which is the mm -hmm. main store that is um, that Stevie goes to, mm -hmm. is uh, based off of a store called Hot Rod, which is uh, the store that um, that Jonah Hill would come come okay. to when he was a kid or whatever. Okay. Um, so I feel like it's really cool to have like all these like not just 90 references but like also skateboard references which i'm sure like if you're like really into skateboarding like you got all the digs like <laughs> yeah, yeah you know you're just ripping everybody trying to especially at that time when you're just trying to be picked up by anybody um so you're just trying to be like oh yeah i wear girl i wear thrasher <laughs> i wear vans so. I'll, I'll wear it <laughs> yeah i'll wear it <laughs> you sign me i'll wear it <laughs> oh yeah i mean also like the fashion on of this whole like movie i think is like really cool for men's fashion like i feel like mm -hmm. a lot of it's just like t-shirts and like being kind of in the resale game like you just when you see a cool t-shirt you just know that that kid is like <laughs> you know worked really hard for this t-shirt or that they've like worn it their whole lives yeah. like i think the one that hits me the most is when uh when stevie goes to jump that gap oh, and then yeah. he misses and then ray tells ruben to take off his shirt and ruben's like fuck no like this is my favorite fucking shirt yeah. like and then he's like just take it off and dude i would have been pissed because <laughs> if it's like if that's your favorite shirt like i don't care <laughs> like honestly for me i wouldn't care if somebody's bleeding my like you're not using my shirt like if you want to like <laughs> If you want to suck up somebody's blood, use your own damn shirt. Damn. I'm just saying. With Ruben, like, I think the nickname was the first straw, right? Right, yeah. Like, Ruben doesn't have a nickname, and then Stevie just, like, is there for one second, and then yeah. they start calling him Sunburn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, the shirt is definitely the second thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and then following that incident... Uh, he comes back and then Ray gives him just oh gives yeah him the board the board that Ruben has been saving up for yeah and that's Ruben's like fuck this shit I'm out yeah <laughs> um, like I don't it's not really told how long Ruben has been like been with these guys to mm -hmm. like deserve a nickname or to like, deserve getting a free board. Um, so, like, it's understandable where Ruben is coming from. One, you know, he doesn't have a lot going on, out, like, going on for him. Like, he, he is, like, he's struggling at home, yeah. and he's, like, trying to get in with these cool kids. But, like, 
they're just at the point where Stevie comes in, he's like the gopher almost. Yeah. Where like he's like, I don't want to be the gopher. I want to be part of the group. Where like Stevie's like, oh yeah, I'll do anything. And so that's where he's like, damn, bitch. Like I'm fucking trying to be cool. And you're just out here being a little boy and just doing shit for people. And that's not fucking fair. Well, yeah, like Ruben is like, he is so quick to be like, oh, you want to be with us? Well, now you're going to do all the all the shit work, you know, right. like all, the, all the grunt work, like going to get water from people. How awful. <laughs> <laughs> but Stevie don't care. He'll do anything. Yeah. Man. <laughs> He'll just do anything. Yeah, I think Ruben's really interesting. And I like I feel I feel bad because I feel like his character isn't elaborated enough on Mm -hmm. like i wish there was a little bit more of a connection with i mean we did see like a good bit of the connection but we kind of just had his story laid out to us with ray like i wish there was a little bit more elaboration from uh ruben about what was going on in his life and why he why it was more understandably deserving of like hatred towards stevie and what he you know what he's getting like also like stevie's a little white boy too you know yeah he's like fucking fuck your white privilege (laughs) (laughs) there was also like the party that they went into and uh at some point i think stevie tries to like pass him like some sort of pipe or whatever um and uh Ruben's like nah but he like it's almost so like Stevie would get more fucked up I think he was like hoping that Stevie would make a fool out of himself Uh, like the more like shit face and you know (laughs) fucking high he got yeah but he just got cooler and cooler throughout the night (laughs) and Ruben was fucking pissed so there's this thing Mm -hmm. Uh, we have this conversation between Ray and Stevie okay in which he tells Stevie that he lost his younger brother mm-hmm. in, like, he was hit by a car or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this, you know, horrible accident. He loses his younger brother. Like, is having a really hard time. And, uh, you know, fuck shit, his friend comes and pulls him out of his room and is like, hey, man, we're going to go skating. Right. And, like, ever since then, he's kind of taken skating seriously mm-hmm. and, like, you know, it's it's kind of put him on this, this path that he's on now. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, Ray is, Ray is straight, you know, like he's right. not, he is working hard to to make, make himself, something yeah, out of himself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so like, at this point, I could see Ray like taking Stevie under his wing mm-hmm. and like, you know, like, oh, you can be, like, my little brother now. Oh, yeah, 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 But, like, I just, I don't see that initially, you know? Mm-hmm. So this film is supposedly set in, two, in 1996. <laughs> 2000. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I tried to look it up, too. It says Stevie's either 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. The film is in 1996. Right. Uh, but there's a couple of things that make me doubt that specificity. Okay. Um, uh, there's a deleted scene, um, which I completely understand why it's deleted. Okay. But 
there is this deleted scene where we see them driving by this movie theater mm-hmm. uh, on the marquee. It says it's the usual suspects. Right. And there's all these people waiting in line and they like drive by and the windows are down and then they just yell out like the twist at the end mm-hmm. and like ruin it for all these people in the line. Right. But it's a deleted scene, which I think it's deleted because uh, because that would give a very specific time to this movie. Because The Usual Suspects came out on August 16th, 1995. Okay. There's people waiting outside in line. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie just came out. Okay. So it has to be, like, that weekend or something, you know? Okay. Uh, so, like, that makes me think, yeah, this movie didn't come out. Or this movie didn't take place in 1996. Okay. Um, but then there is other little things. Like, if it's August of 95... They're also playing PlayStation. That's another thing. Look, <laughs> okay. they're not they're not poor. They have a fucking PlayStation, dude. Okay. That shit just came out. It okay. came out in America in September of ninety five. Okay. So it can't be August, because PlayStation's <laughs> already out. And it's not like they just got a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Like, they just, you know, they're playing that shit when they got nothing else to do. Like they're over it already. Right, right, right. Um yeah, I don't know. It doesn't have like a specific time. Right. It's just mid 90s. And I kind of have a big problem with that. That it doesn't have a specific time to kind of just like cling on to. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like it's important. Anyway, I'm just saying 1994 was different than 1996. Okay. And I need to know when exactly this movie took place. <laughs> Like, that's just something I need to know. Okay. Well, what was different for 1994 for 1996 for you? Um, for me, you know, like, Kurt Cobain was dead. Okay. Also in that year, like, the Atlanta Braves won the World Series. Okay. Uh, so that was, like, a big moment for the city. Okay, but what is that going to do with... The Olympics were in 1996. Yeah. I'm just saying, like... So, like... Okay, so it would make sense with the Olympics, because I feel like that would be all over the news or whatever. Yeah, like... I mean, they're in Los Angeles, though. Yeah, but I mean, it's still the Olympics, and that's happening in America. Yeah. Like, I feel like it would at least, like, pop up on the TV. Like, while the mom is watching or something. Yeah, I mean, there's other things happening. Like, mm-hmm. there's... In Los Angeles, there's, like, the Rodney King shit. Mm. Like, I don't know how far we're removed we are from that okay. you know there's like oj simpson <laughs> yeah i mean seriously okay. though like these are major things that happen in history that mm. that just like seem to not yeah and it's like purposefully vague just so jonah hill can like throw in a bunch of stuff that he remembers from his childhood okay okay i see where you're going now okay and to me as a kid like like when i was 11 it's mm-hmm. very different from when i was 13 Okay. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, these things matter when you're a kid. Yeah. So, I guess, like, comparing also to, like, boyhood, like, I feel like boyhood definitely had a lot of, like, big events that were happening. Uh, yeah. That were, like, connected to the family and what was going on in this story. So, like, both mid-90s and boyhood are, like, slice-of-life movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like... You know, while this is very personal to Jonah Hill's, like, upbringing, um, 
there is the vagueness to like for him to just throw in whatever he yeah. remembers. Yeah. Uh, versus like boyhood, it's like a very written out like storyline that is like carefully intertwined with events that happen throughout the years of this whole I mean, film. They, yeah, I mean they literally filmed it <laughs> for like a month every year. Right. Know? So like I, I definitely feel like I understand where you're coming from now because I okay. feel like you know it, it didn't make sense to me why you were so upset like between 1994 and 1996. <laughs> I mean between those times like I was like three years old so yeah, like yeah. I don't remember anything you know <laughs> but it's like if you're for me if it was like a movie set in like 2010 versus 2015 like those are two different years that i very distinctly remember so i guess i understand it now from that perspective okay sorry it took a long long time to get there well i I just felt like because you were relating it to like to yourself like it was hard to like understand why all right have we even talked about the movie (laughs) no (laughs) so like at the end of the day i'm kind of left with what I'm kind of left with is, is this movie about Stevie right. as a, as a, like you know, character. a character? Yeah. Or is it really just about the 90s or the mid-90s? Right. Well, I honestly don't think it's about the 90s at all. Well, see, that's where, that's where my issue is. That it's called mid-90s, but it doesn't really, like, it just, like, it's almost like the LaCroix of mid-90s. <laughs> you, like, get the, like, the essence of it, mm-hmm. but you don't get the real taste. There's no flavor. Right. You just... just <laughs> just smells like it. Yeah, it just smells like it. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, definitely, like, it's about Stevie. Like, it just focuses on skateboarding as a community and, it, like, as a coming-of-age kind of activity to do to build yourself. Okay. Um, and, like, honestly, this movie could have been set almost at any time when skateboarding was around. Yeah. Um, it just happened to be when Jonah Hill was, like, a kid. So, I mean, I do find it yeah. misleading for, as a title to be called Mid-90s, because I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it could have done a little bit more to be more specific to, like, the decade for such a title. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, mid-90s just sounds so cool. Like, I feel like to call it, like, a very specific skateboard thing would have been kind of isolating for, like, viewers. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's just, for me, like, the purpose of the movie... It's just too unspecific. Okay. That's all. All right. Okay. Um, well, did you like anything about this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did like um, some things in the movie. Okay. <laughs> what um, did you like about the movie? Um, well, I think you liked more than I did, so you get into it. Okay. Well, I mean... Like, for me, I love Slice of Life movies. I've said this before in uh, previous episodes. Uh, So I felt like, to me, it felt very personal uh, to a storyline. It was very slow-paced, but it felt like it wasn't, like, a forced friendship. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Like, it felt natural, like, coming and, like, 
there were fights and uh, things weren't fully explained. And I feel like that is something that I appreciate because it kind of just um, exemplifies like what it is to have a human connection with others. Like, yeah. you know, like as much as I would have liked more elaboration from Ruben about his life, like sometimes you don't, you don't get that. Yeah. And it's like, I have to deal with it because that's just how life is. To the ending, like the shot of, uh, of the car getting crashed into like I think that was like the first time we watched it I think it like I like had to pause it or something because I was like crying hysterically (laughs) (laughs) because it just felt so real like Mm -hmm. I don't know like you've been in a car crash or maybe not that bad of a car crash yeah not that bad like I was in that bad of a car crash where like somebody ran into a pole or whatever and I think my car got squashed under another car. Like, mm. uh, I was just jamming out to My Chemical Romance, and all of a sudden, like, it was just black. And then all of a sudden, I hear, like, Gerard saying, singing, and I'm like, and then the horn is going, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then some Asian man pulls me out of the car, and then I never see that Asian man ever again. <laughs> uh, it's just like, I don't know. It just felt like it just happened so incrementally. Uh, and the way that it was shot, like, felt very similar to that. So I felt yeah. like it was really... Yeah, fourth grade's like, uh, he's like, uh, can you just, like, pull over? And then it kind of, like... Blacks out, like, and flashes. then, like, flashes. Yeah. yeah, and then you hear the horn, mm-hmm. and then you see the car flipped over, and then you see inside the car, and everybody's, like, like, <laughs> you know, coming to, kind of, like coming to a reality of what just happened. Right. Um, and then it, like, cuts again to, like, the hospital, I guess. hmm Yeah. Yeah, so I I really appreciated that scene because it felt, like, really realistic mm-hmm. as far as, like, how a car crash kind of, like, happens in your brain. Yeah. Overall, I feel like the shots in this movie are just fucking cool. Like, the longboarding down, like, the street. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think when... Uh, <laughs> When um, Sunburn is trying to make that gap, it's just like, <laughs> he just disappears into the abyss. <laughs> um, there were some shots where I was like, it was really dark. And that was like at the party where you like couldn't really see anything. And um, just other scenes where I felt like it just could have been, uh, I don't know, just a little bit better lit. But, you okay. know, whatever. It's sticking to real Film life. Friendly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's fine. So you were talking about the orange juice uh-huh. with uh, with Ian. Yeah. And dude, at the end when he's at the uh, at the hospital waiting for um, for Stevie to wake up, he has like the two orange juices in his pocket. And like, first of all, he's probably wearing Jankos because uh, <laughs> he's smoking huge ass pockets. Um, to like, who knows how long that orange juice has been in there, dude? That shit was probably fucking warm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Like, also, why? Why do you have orange juice in your pockets? I know. Like, just put it on, like, the table right next yeah, to Yeah, just, like, have a styrofoam cup. I don't know. Yeah. It, that was weird to me. But, I mean, <laughs> I guess that's his thing. <laughs> oh, when they're at the hospital and all the kids are, like, sleeping in the waiting room, fuck shit has his hands in oh, his yeah, pants. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if he told him to do that, but that's fucking genius. Um... And then I do, 
I do like the dichotomy you see between Ray and fuck shit, like when uh, they're going to the party and then um, fuck shit is like giving like drugs around or whatever and Ray is like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like fucking grow up. Like these are some small ass kids. Yeah, like, he like takes one from him and throws it at him. Yeah. Like <laughs> he like doesn't know how to approach his friend and you can see that like he's struggling to like want to keep being his friend but also being like like this is a toxic person in my life yeah. at this point like yeah. i don't know what to do yeah that okay uh that's one of the things that bothers me mm -hmm. is like ray ultimately makes the final decision on getting in the car at the end yeah and like that just seems out of character yeah like, like not even to be like all right yeah everybody let's just get in the car like, not even that, but for him to not recognize that fuck shit is, like, fucked up, you know? Yeah. Like, and cannot drive. Like, Ray seems, like, very observant. And for him to just trust fuck shit's ability to drive yeah, just doesn't line up. So, for me, like, the first time that I watched it, I didn't remember... Uh, Ray getting in the car. I thought he told everyone like, "Hey, I'm just not gonna get in the car. Mm -hmm. You guys do what you want to do." So, rewatching it this time, I was, I was almost shocked to be like, "Oh, he did get in the car yeah. like that." Yeah, that did feel out of character for Ray. Like, I feel like he would have said, he should have said something. I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. did. I did really. So, um, one of the things I really like. Uh, about Stevie just in general like it's not really I, I see it as a coming of age yes mm -hmm. but also it's not like a typical kind of coming of age it's almost like it's almost like reverse almost okay because uh, Stevie really is like a go-getter you know mm -hmm. like he kind of takes it upon himself to like go to this skate shop and start hanging out with these kids mm -hmm. and like he does that uh and then you know we have the, the great moment where he's like well fuck it i'm just gonna escape this gap yeah and he's not really doing it i don't think he's doing it to like impress anyone yeah because he's just having fun mm -hmm. and he's just like has this natural like positive energy about him mm -hmm. and i think that's what is so cool about stevie okay uh, but then toward the end of the movie, Ray tells him after he, he, uh, falls through the gap or whatever, like, man, you take the hardest hits of everyone or whatever. It's almost like Stevie wears that like a, like a badge, you know? Yeah. Like he's just like yeah. kind of the wild card. Yeah. He's like, yeah, man, I just get beat up by my brother every day. <laughs> so this is nothing. This ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> but then at the end, Ray tells him like, you don't have to do that. Like, you don't have to take these knocks. Yeah. And, like, it's uncommon for someone to, like, grow by, like, reeling, reeling it in. Mm -hmm. You know? That's kind of the thing. Like, Ray, like, reels in Stevie's wildness mm. at the end. Okay. And I think Stevie grows from that. <laughs> grows in the last five seconds of the well, film? Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what we're ultimately left with. Yeah. yeah. That's all. Okay. Want to get into our ratings? Yeah. All right. Uh, 
What did you rate this movie for? Okay. So, I know it's probably different from what I rated it the first time. Oh, yes. Uh, if you didn't know, I rated this in the pre-establishment episode, yes. which you can watch uh, if you haven't. <laughs> yes, Pilar gave it a 9.5. Wow. In the establishment episode. Okay. What did well, you give it this time? This time, after doing a lot of consideration and understanding what I actually watched in this film, um, I bumped it down to a 8.7. Wow, okay. Um, so... I think we, I think the first time in writing it, I didn't take an account to all the weird kind of like unrealistic parts of it, like okay. the party and then like the relationship sometimes. And some of the dialogue was like kind of like weird. Okay. Um, the formatting, I think, is part of that too. Like the way it was like set up, like you were talking about, like the missing, uh, links to the year and like kind of like a connection to time yeah um and honestly the sound like i think the sound is the most impeccable in the scene and when he's making uh the skateboard for stevie um that's like the only sounds i remember the whole movie but everything else like soundtrack wise i like block that whole shit out i don't know i can't remember one song in that fucking movie Yeah. yeah um which kind of sucks because I feel like a soundtrack is like so essential for like a '90s movie. Yeah. Um. Uh. The things I rated the highest was like obviously my enjoyment. I love this movie so much. Like I feel like one slice of life, two boyhood. Like growing up is like one of my favorite like genres too. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Okay. All right. Um. I really do like that scene. It's probably like the strongest one where he's he's. Like making the board yeah like making yeah. the board like putting the the grip tape yeah yeah uh anyway just the i mean like the lighting in that scene as well is, yeah is so good you can like see this experience being like like stevie is forming a new memory you right know? Yeah, like, yeah right yeah. in this like, moment you can see the beauty of like skateboarding and what it means to the people that skateboard you know yeah. who like love it yeah, yeah um and i really appreciate that uh yeah. like i like i feel like sound wise you can hear like this scraping and then like him do- using the tool and stuff like that yeah. like it's just like i think that scene is just so memorable yeah and i wish like to me like as much as i love slice of life i also love scenes like that yeah. so it, like sucks to like having to choose between like a very like hyper stylistic movie like that mm-hmm. and just like straight out like you know home videos kind of <laughs> yeah yeah uh all right so i uh did not rate it as high as you uh i wow am, okay i'm giving the movie a solid 8.0 okay I mean, um, I still think that's pretty good, though. Yeah, I mean, it's a it is a good movie. It's mm-hmm. like a feel good movie. Yeah, you know? like, and it's just it's pretty chill. Like, you honestly cannot hate this movie. It's just a chill ass movie. Yeah, like either like dig it or you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I you definitely, just... I definitely have my problems, my my issues with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I enjoy watching it, and I'll watch it again. You know, right? Yeah. 
Okay. 8.0. 8.0. All um, right. So. Yeah. What's that. your. Uh, what's your one favorite thing? My one favorite thing. All right. So my one favorite thing is. Uh, okay. Actually, I want you to go for your one favorite thing. All right. I'll go. Uh, my one favorite thing about this movie is uh, something you alluded to earlier. Okay. When uh, Stevie Ian's like going somewhere and he's like, don't go in my room. <laughs> Which I don't know why you would tell your, your younger brother that. It's like how to make him go in your room is to right, tell him right. not to. Anyway, he goes in there and he's looking at all of Ian's cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And he has this little notepad and he starts like writing down like the CDs he has. Yeah. He's just like making notes of the cool stuff right, right, right. that Ian has. <laughs> and I thought he's that was really cool. so hard, yeah. um that's my favorite thing what about your favorite thing okay so my favorite thing is when he is when stevie is first coming up into the friend group and he's hanging out with reuben and reuben says something and uh like corrects stevie or something he's like oh thank you oh i think he gives him a cigarette yeah he's like thank you he's like bitch don't say thank you. That's fucking gay. <laughs> Dude, that's just... Uh, I was, like, reading on, like, Jonah Hill being worried about using terminology like that and, yeah. like, the F word. Yeah. And, like, I think, um, like, for the time, like, you know, that stuff wasn't directly derogatory right. towards anything, you know? Right. Like, I mean, you know, I'm gay. I said that stuff when I was, like, a kid. But it's just like it's it's so funny. Like like Stevie doesn't care about being mistaken for gay. He's just like glad to be there. Like <laughs> like he cares about being mistaken for gay because Ruben cares. But like does it make sense? Yeah. Uh, so like when well, I mean the the term gay is like synonymous with like uncool. Right. At this right. Time. Right. At this time. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Like either way, like Stevie doesn't know anything about the world right so he doesn't care about that kind of stuff yeah but the the matter that root it matters so much to reuben that like he doesn't want stevie to like appear gay because oh yeah you yeah, know yeah. like that means that reuben's hanging out with gay kids yeah. <laughs> meanwhile through reuben's own logic him even explaining to stevie <laughs> not to say thank you because that's gay could be construed as as gay. I guess. Because yeah. he's giving advice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, just like, I don't know, it just showcases like how dumb we are as kids and yeah. how like we try so hard to be things that we're not. Um, yeah. And Stevie's just like, okay, th- oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just so funny. I love it. Um, <laughs> All right. Okay. Awesome. Well, Thank you so much for watching this uh, film with us. We are going to get into our movies for the next episode. Yeah, yeah, so I guess usually this is the part of the episode where we use a theme for this movie, uh, from this movie, to kind of transition into the the three options for the next movie. Yeah. Uh, But this time around, 
Uh, it is October and it is spooky season. Spooky. <laughs> uh, so we decided to kind of dig up some movies from the grave. Uh, these are movies that not a lot of people have seen. We had to look really deep for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So these are those three options. <laughs> All right. So the three movies that we have chosen for you guys to choose from uh, for the next episode <laughs> is uh, we have A, Angels with Filthy Souls. That came in 1990. Uh, B, we have uh, The Crows Have Eyes 3. That came out in 2018. And then lastly, C, we have Satan's Alley. That came out in 2008 yes yeah so those are the three options we have never seen any of these movies yeah we're really excited uh, so we're really excited about that uh time to get trickered or treated <laughs> uh yeah and remember thank you guys so much for watching you guys can vote either in the comments of this video below uh you can find us on our uh instagram we are uh, there will be podcasts and Twitter. We are Pod from a Basket. Yeah, and we're also on Spotify and Google Podcasts and um, just about any outlet you get your podcasts on. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to have some parting words this time. <laughs> uh, so that ought to be pretty fun. Yeah. Thank you so much. You guys have a good night. Yeah. Bye. Good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> what is your name? Fuck shit. F fuck shit. Jesus. Listen to me, you do not give my son alcohol. You do not give my son drugs. Do you understand me? Cool, cool. That better be cool, fuckhead, or whatever the fuck your name is. Stay away from my son. He's not like you. Is she mad about the fan?